Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And Henry, more than any suburb, the thing I want to unpack super briefly is just how clean my balls feel at the moment. Oh, gosh, I'm so glad you got into it because I've been unpacking my balls from my undies. I've been unpacking a box of stuff from Manscaped, our sponsor. Yeah, folks, uh, Unpacking Brisbane is brought to you by Manscaped. Yeah. Escape uh, your men. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of their talking points, right? It sounds a lot like man escaped. Yeah. Well, the only thing you're escaping is a life of hairy fucking balls. You're escaping getting turned Harry down. Harry McClary from Donaldson's My Package. Oh, my God. I want to see the Bigfoot under the Bigfoot's Oh, absolutely. Hair. Show um, us that. Uh, we've got a proper ad coming, as yeah. we're contractually obliged to do. We just want to say, from the outset, use the discount code BRISBANE. 20% off. And I feel feel very happy that we've taken this little city of ours, Henry, mm. to the heights of being the name of a discount code for an American ball shaving company. Yeah. Now, Joe mentioned it. We're going to do a full ad, as we are obliged to do mm. in the podcast. But uh, before we do that, just go to manscaped.com is where you got to go. Yeah. If, you, if you can't wait, if you were sitting here tonight being like, I'm going to quickly listen to the Red Cliff episode <laughs> I'm back in Brisbane, and after that, I need to do something about this afro on my yeah. balls. But then you were like, I can't do it. The itch is getting to me. There's nits. You might have lice. You could have anything on your balls. You and one thing you don't lice. have is a good-looking penis. But as Henry says, mm. manscaped.com, uh, 20% off if you use the code Brisbane and free shipping. Mm. So there's no reason not to. And it's not just trimming. as a ball deodorant, ball moisturizer. I've never felt better downstairs. It's great. They said it's T-shirts. And they're very comfortable. Underpants. Very comfortable. It's amazing. Incredible. We are fully dished out in Manscaped gear and we couldn't be happier. We'll talk more about that later, uh, just like we will also talk about Redcliffe, which is Redcliffe. what we're doing today. It's today's suburb, or is it a suburb of Brisbane? Today's theme for me, Henry, more than just being about Redcliffe or Manscaped, is it's the Fucktown Planners episode. It's the Fucktown Planners special. up in our grill about, it's not in Brisbane, it's not in Brisbane. I'm sorry, mate. Brisbane isn't a place. It's a vibe, it's an energy, it's a culture. That's why Bali and Stratty are in Brisbane. And uh, fucking Ipswich isn't. Yeah, we're in season three now, mate. And if you, by this stage, haven't picked up on the fact that Brisbane is a state of mind, not a state of place, then you need to you need to maybe go to listen to another podcast yeah. that isn't going to get your cheap ball. I, I saw there equipment. was some random podcast from 2018 that was about historical moments in Brisbane. And maybe that's for you. Maybe they catered to the town planners market, but we play a different game. Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. maybe you can go fucking plan a town elsewhere. Mm, but go it's very exciting to talk about one of the few sort of quasi-beaches in Brisbane mm. inside of the piss-ridden streets beach. Here's one for you. Town planners would have you recognise the South Bank artificial beach drenched in little kid piss as a uh, mm. more real beach of Brisbane than Rencliffe. Yeah. That's bullshit. No, and it's not the truth. It. It's a day trip special, so we're very excited to get out of the, bit, out of the bay. I haven't been to the bay for a while, so mm. we're keen to go that way. I went, I went very, very recently, actually, mm. during isolation to visit my great-aunt. So I have some very up-to-date experiences of Redcliffe. Fantastic. Well, involving shocker fish and chips. Joe doesn't mean his older aunt. He means no, best his aunt. Yeah. great aunt. Oh, this great aunt. And you can have multiple great aunts, man. I've got this great grandpa. <laughs> he shaves his balls. I've got this great, great grandpa. I was like, wow, he's really old. No, he's my great grandpa, but... Oh. 
Oh, he's great. God, he puts in a he's shift. He's a good one, mate. Puts in a shift. Um, Tell you who else is putting in a shift, Henry. The Miscreants. The little comedy group that could. The Miscreants. Yeah. We are playing shows November 11th, Wednesday, to November 14th, Saturday. Yeah. You've got four nights to see us. Backdock Arts, and it's a small venue. Capacity so, is only 45. That's the capacity of our live shows that sell out so quickly. And having seen the tickets for this, Henry, it's doing the same. Yeah. Get your tickets now. Hurry up. Figure it out. Great shows. We'll My post show, a link on our socials. The first show you'll see, the one that Joe and I are in, that I've um, had the pleasure of writing and directing, is called The Brewery. Uh, it's The full title is The Brewery, A New Australian Play. Now, it's kind of uh, the slap, the summer of the 17th doll, the removalists, little bit of the best bits of home and away. It's just an Australiana piece. Mm. Um, bit, but of, bit of the castle. Bit of the castle. The storyline... Bit of everything. ...is maybe... And we've said some weird shit on this show. The storyline and where it goes oh. is maybe one of the more fucked things I've ever put to paper. Absolutely, absolutely. But you can best believe as a show that mm. has always enjoyed beers, Henry writing a play called The Brewery, it's going to be funny. It's going to be great. And so it's going to be about beers. So come see that, uh, yeah, in lieu of an Unpacking Brisbane live show, come and see Joe and I do something else. Absurdist yep. comedy. Now... Before we dive into Redcliffe. Yeah, there's been a pretty serious uh, debate that's raged this week that was actually kicked off by a friend of the show, Ollie. Ollie, yeah. Uh, Now, you might remember on the Windsor episode that we spoke briefly. I don't quite remember the context. Maybe like 30 seconds. We spent on the fairly popular street noodle dish uh, franchise chain called, well, what is it called? Yeah. We think it's called Panut. So it's the P apostrophe N-U-T. And, and just briefly, the argument for that is, because the counter-argument is, no, it's called peanut. This is what Ollie was saying. Ollie came Ollie to us saying, saying, you guys were surely doing a bit there. Mm. It's pronounced peanut, mm. as in they were making a bit of a fun word play by not having the E. Now, it's not, a, it's not an irrational theory. No, but my, my main issue with it is, if you wanted to call your restaurant peanut, just call it peanut. By virtue of putting the apostrophe in there, they're trying to signal to us that you would pronounce it differently. And that's why you would do panut. It's like, you know, the word can't or any word with an apostrophe in it. You don't say, you don't say car NT. No. You don't pronounce the consonant as a letter in and of itself before the apostrophe. You also don't say cannot. No. You say can't. You say can't. You, you say the word as it's written. You know, great friend of the show, friend of ours, Molly, Molly Darcy. I don't say Molly Darcy. No. You just say. The word, penat. Yeah, you give it the d, you give it the... Yeah, you give it the brief pause afforded by an apostrophe. So, this litter, we put it yeah. on the socials. This was as fiery. Ollie has a very serious job where he works 100 hours a week. This is the most serious I've ever seen him. I kind of, I put it up on our story thinking we were just going to get an immediate landslide victory to Panut, but the polls were close. Oh my God, it, it was fucking Michigan 2016. Battleground State. Incredible. And then a lot of people started writing in. Now, we got lots of messages... Uh, Georgie Maguire wrote in, who we've spoken about on the show before, scientist, short skirt, long jacket. As we know, know what the song means. It's just it's a science Henry song about climate change. Sold apart by his cousin. Just because you're doing a Trump and not believing scientists, I'm Dr. Fauci <laughs> over here with my long skirt, my, no, my short skirt, my long jacket. Fucking doctor. I'm Dr. just bringing, creepy. I'm just celebrating. Making objectifying comments about people on the show. Scientists, mate. Teens. All right, Georgie, who is Teens. not a teen but is a scientist, Teens. said. She said. I've had a full-blown raised voice argument about this with my Good. family. Good. It's fucking peanut. Oh, no, so she's not. No, she's on our side. Well, she said P-nut. Oh, I think it's so she's on our side. She's with us. Yeah, thank you. It's not pronounced like the word peanut. No. Anyway, 
Oh, so we thought. On third on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Uh Hamish, friend of the show, hmm. cooler than Mick Jagger. He <laughs> cool called Penut. Now here's the thing. I want a bit of a freedom of information request around this. Yeah. We didn't see him dial the number. No. I saw him go into the smokers and have a conversation. I, I saw him. He made a call. There was no speakerphone. The call went out. The call did go out. Now, we don't know which Panada it was. Could have been Newmarket. Yeah. Could have been Balimba. Could have been others. Which I'm Are sure there? There might have been. Could have been maybe one in the city. I don't know. He, he says he spoke to a staff member who said it's pronounced peanut. Now, a few things. Hamish loves proving you and I wrong. Absolutely. That's his favourite thing. It's a sport. He loves a story where he triumphs. He also spoke to what I can assume was just a worker mm. who we must point out, this is at like 8.55. It was 8.59. And, yeah, and they were closing at 9pm. Yeah. So this is the last call they get. The worker would have gone, oh, fuck, it's going to be in order. They find out it's just some dumb question. They just would have said the quickest thing ever to get him off the line. First thing that came They don't want to keep him on the line when they just want to go home. Here's what we're saying. We're not taking this as gospel. We're not taking this as no. an official statement from Panat, as a business, as a corporate person, that this is uh, that this is the thing. So reach out to us again. If you're listening from Panat, please get in contact. If you know anyone who works at Panat, this, if you know some nutsters. Th- this is going to light up at, uh, the, the Unpakistani fan base. So please get in touch. And maybe we will even have to put our own phone call in another week. But that's enough now. Let's talk about Redcliffe. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Now, Henry, ignoring all the obvious material up front about whether or not it's in the Morton Bay, Brisbane, blah, blah, blah. Crucial question for you. Mm. What's the population of Redcliffe? Mm. Now, it's hard as well because I, I, Redcliffe is both the name of like a municipality, a local government area. It theoretically has suburbs like Scarborough and Kipper Ring are meant to be suburbs. That's my concern. Is that but, but the way Wikipedia defines it or whatever, as the suburb of Redcliffe, how many people? 5,600. Just as off as you've ever been. Damn it. It's, uh, it's 10,373. It's halfway there. Yeah, but you were off by 5,000. Yeah, it's fine. You were off by the size of another suburb. People run half marathons and they get celebrated all the time. It's like, oh, they ran half. I don't half- think we should celebrate. It's no, easy. I, I do. It's, no, it's not that. It's just No, that it's really easy. If I, I've done a half population guess and I did a great job, I'd still, if you're doing a half marathon, you're still putting that certificate up on your Insta story. Yeah, but you can't you claim might you were doing a marathon. No, that's fine. And I'm so ha- you're, no. you can't claim. But this isn't... The half marathon is, is This is binary. Event. You're either right or you're not. Okay. And well, you're not right. All right. Well, I'm wrong. I just don't think you know... I'm half right. I don't think you know anything about Redcliffe. Uh, well, I'm about You to. go to Redcliffe and every second person you meet, you're like, what? <laughs> you're here? There is two. I thought there were half of you. <laughs> yeah, I thought oh. it was a... Uh, well, anyway. That's, I'm like Thanos. If Thanos visited Redcliffe and snapped his fingers with It'd the gauntlet, I would it's... be correct. So I'm one I'm one Thanos off being <laughs> absolutely dead on the population of Redcliffe. Thanks, guys. And thanks, Thanos. Something well we don't Thanos. say enough on the show. Henry, Redcliffe is the name of a residential suburb in the Moreton Bay region, local government area in the northeast of the Brisbane metropolitan area. It also refers colloquially to the Redcliffe Peninsula as a whole, a peninsula jutting into Moreton Bay, which contains several other suburbs. So lots to say about town planners being fucking infuriated by, we've got a suburb of Redcliffe. Yep. We've got the Redcliffe local government area. We've got the Redcliffe Peninsula, which part of which is in Moreton Bay with other suburbs. It's very confusing. As the Joker said to Harvey Dent in the hospital, do I look like a guy with a plan? 
That's us to town planners. Mm. When a town planner has burnt their face with gasoline yeah. half off. While he was trying to plan a yeah. petrol station. He was trying to plan Keep a petrol part of station. Any town. And then heard our podcast yeah. and went, ah, with anger. Yeah. So much anger that fire came out of his yeah. little planny hands. Which is something they, they teach town planners to do in first year uni. Yeah, they can do that. Would not be surprised in like your intro to town planning lecture of the lecturer putting up that joker meme as like the second slide. Yeah. It's like being like, ha, ha, ha. I look like I have the plan. Anyway, we're we're the Joker. We're cool. We win an Oscar. We win a posthumous Oscar. But the towns in you, I like that. Town planners, you're Aaron Eckhart, who, as far as I know, is doing fuck all now. Yeah, thank you for smoking. Thank you for not being a town planner. You're a suck town planner. Mm. Since the ninth, since the eighteen eighteen eighties, even longer, mate. Redcliffe has been a popular seaside resort in southeast Queensland. Resort, you reckon? Pretty bell. <laughs> Whoever wrote that clearly went there in like 1883 when mm. there was nothing there but like two houses and, you know, a swimming pool. And they were like, wow, this is really a, a right proper resort we're seeing ourselves. Was there a time when this was like a like a Perigian? Like a kind of... Dis- I'm thinking like a, even like a more small- fucked up. I'm thinking like, was it... Even was more fucked up like than a, Yeah, pretty hard. Uh, even more fucked up than dad's money by <laughs> taking your dad's house. Or mum's. Or mum's. Or mum's. Uh, I'm imagining it was like Surface Paradise. Oh, wow. I'm thinking like... The place to be, because also just like given the way scales of transport have changed, God, you're having just the worst day ever with your microphone and your just, earphones. I'm just uncomfortable. Henry looks so uncomfortable. I know this is an audio medium, but if you don't hear from Henry for five minutes, because he's having a fucking rage attack at his oh, microphone. I'm just like I'm still wearing chinos as well. I wonder. No, I'm wearing pants. Yeah, I'm sitting cross-legged. Yeah, I know. I'm yours, feeling really relaxed. Those are like suit pants, though. They're more. Com- yeah, they're yeah. a lighter fabric. Oh, very light fabric. I'm, very breathable. I've got. I've got. MJ Bale. I've got all the weight of the of the Connor brand mm. of Chino on me right now. Oh, that tough. You're over there. That sucks, man. You and MJ over there. Yeah, me and Michael Jackson Bale. Not the first time MJ's <laughs> been on a young man's legs. Great. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That works. Um, but yeah, I think about it. If you're in early Brisbane, and I'm now like side saddling my chair. <laughs> you look. You know that meme where it's like like bisexual culture be like can't sit right on a chair. It's you right now. Well, I just came out as a bike. Figure it out. Um, no, because like Redcliffe's what like twenty k's away from the CBD. Yeah, about early Brisbane with the difficulty of like horse travel and carts and shit. That's the same distance as like going to Noosa as it is for us. Yeah. So it sort of makes sense that it was a big holiday destination because it wasn't as easy as it is for us. True. Yeah, yeah. you're like, all right, let's load up the horse yeah. with the boogie boards and then, we're going to Redcliffe. And then all of a sudden, every right retiree in Australia yeah. decided to go to Redcliffe. I think Redcliffe is kind of our Florida. You going to Red- that way. Are you going to Redcliffe New Year's? <laughs> my parents don't really want me to go, but I'm like, ah. And I, I've got my I've got my green peas, so I can take the which oh, I can take the pony, a, yeah. so I can, I can take the small horse. Yeah, and it's like, cut oh, it. but I heard there were heaps of old people there. But it's like, yeah, but man, they're they're easy. Yeah, they fuck. Easy. Yeah, they fuck. They're around it. The Those t- dentures, they go all the way out. Joe, do you do you want to know how the town's name originated? Uh, I do. I'm always interested by this because, yeah, it's usually mind-numbingly boring, but kind of interesting. Not today. Oh, yeah. The town's name originates from Redcliffe Point, which was named by the explorer Matthew Flinders, referring to the Redcliffs at Woody Point. Oh, Red- very clean name. Redcliffe became Queensland's first colony in 1824. However, it was soon abandoned for Brisbane. Suck on a murder. Oh, that sucks. How was that? Imagine if... Okay, I'm going to put it out there. Like, I love Brisbane, obviously. Me too. The premise of the show. And I'm glad that Redcliffe has been absorbed into Brisbane. The one edge like Sydney has always had is that you can like go to the beach pretty quickly from the city. Mm. Like it is 
annoying that like Redcliffe and Winnem and Manly are so far away from the CBD. But also, I wouldn't change the brown snake for anything. No. But on that, Henry, it's um, oh, well, it's not even just the first colony in Queensland. It's the first ever European settlement in Queensland. Yeah. Visited in 1799. Euro trip. Not a year that I imagine settlers being in Australia. I'm a, 1700s. I'm, I'm from Europe. I'm going on exchange. I got Twitter. Too late, please. It's like, it's like when you go to Europe and you stay in a hostel and you get there and you realise, oh, I'm like fucking six kilometres away from the centre of Berlin. Yeah, bro. That's the <laughs> European settlers getting to Redcliffe and they're like, hang on, where is Fridays? This Airbnb, oh, no. This Airbnb seems sort of far away. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll just have to get a cab every day. I must oh, just, no. I might just have to. I'm just a walker. I might just have to murder the people who lived here before me before I got to this Airbnb. You know yeah. what's weird? It says here on the Wikipedia that John Oxley recommended Redcliffe Point to the governor, Thomas Brisbane. So who named it? I don't know. Flinders and then recommended by Oxley? I've also got to admit, I didn't know there was a Thomas Brisbane. I didn't know there was a bloke named this Thomas Brisbane. This is a huge reveal of how Brisbane clearly got its name. And what has to be our 42nd episode. <laughs> Finding out why Brisbane's called Brisbane. Oh, hang on. Well, look at this. So Thomas Brisbane said, yeah. So Governor Thomas Brisbane, sick, says for the new Moreton Bay penal colony that ships could land at any tide and easily get close to the shore. So the penal colony was established at Redcliffe in 1824 under the command of Lieutenant Henry Miller with 14 soldiers, some with wives and children, and 29 convicts. However, this settlement was abandoned after one year and the colony was moved to a, moved south to a site on the Brisbane River at North Quay, um, which is 28 kilometres south. That, that off, which offered a more reliable water supply. This settlement led to the establishment of Brisbane, which is now Queensland's capital city. So, guys, huge history nugget. Brisbane exists because Redcliffe didn't have a good enough water supply. It was now, just water, man. Now, my question, Redcliffe's on the ocean. Yep. So, is it like, is it a freshwater thing? I assume that's what they meant. They wouldn't have had desalination. Like, in, in is it, I guess the brown state, like, it wouldn't have always used to have been this shitty, gross brown river. So they went to the... Like yeah. At some point, do you reckon they were like, oh, the Brisbane River at North Quay, we can like drink this. We're the virus, yeah. Before before we got I'm there. just realising now, like how weird is it that for ages the water you drank was just like from the river? Yeah. I'm it's just, fucked up. Mate, I'm just finding it fucking hard to swallow that like Redcliffe predates Brisbane. Yeah, it's bizarre. Redcliffe... I mean, it's still... If they, if they, we were one freshwater creek away being from doing Redcliffe. unpacking Redcliffe, or we would have called it probably like... Unpacking... Reading Redcliffe or... Like... Redcliffe Redemption? Yeah. Red. 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 Taylor Swift's Red oh, Cliff. Yeah. That's good. Red, that movie with Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Morgan Red, Freeman. actually. Red's great. The hunt for Redcliffe-tober. That's great. Yeah, that would have been what we went with. Yeah, if Redcliffe could talk. Red, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Burn after Redcliffe? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, oh. that's very good. Anyway. Are, there any, are there any famous cliffs? Um, Cliff Richards? There's weird cliff bars that healthy freaks eat after half marathons. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Fascinating. We, that could be done. But yeah, thanks to the Brisbane River for getting us away from Redcliffe. Thanks but then we could have been a beachside. I don't know. This is fucking weird. Am I starting? I'm starting to come around to the idea you, you of Redcliffe as the capital. You know what? And also though, it suits like in the modern era, the fact that Redcliffe is so many retirees and Brisbane is so many young people. Redcliffe is caught in the past where it was still effectively the capital of Brisbane. This is true. It's funny as well because Ipswich was the original capital of Queensland, mm. which we could have had an interesting Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra vibe in Queensland of like, yes, Ipswich is the capital, but Redcliffe is where everyone is. Mm. And poor Brisbane are just being out of suburb. It's true. Trippy. Anyway. It's like a weird Amazon Prime miniseries that's like, what if Hitler was gay? Yeah. <laughs> 
from the guys mm. who made Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is what they wanted to do next. Uh, we've got a great little tidbit here about one of Redcliffe's greatest contributions to humour. In 1878, a suburban subdivision called Portwood Estate was offered for sale with the lots described as large, elevated, picturesque, salubrious with rare perspective. So good so far, but these lots were for sale in Humpy Bong, which was a name of one of the settlements and it was said to be the most fashionable watering place of the future. They were now, good on, they were strong on water, is what I'm learning with Rick. Oh, it was it was I I forget that you didn't like rock up to a new place and it had taps. No. I forget that like when you're settling, that was like the one fucking thing you needed above all else was some water. But then they lost their They lost them. Well, maybe because they couldn't fucking treat the water, they all went insane and said humpy bong. Humpy bong. Yeah. Wow. Humpy bong. My theory about this, Henry, is that I think there's a bit of time travel. I think some property developer from our time, from the future, goes back in time and goes, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's called humpy bong. Yeah, nice. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, can I buy a house? Yeah, which one do you want? 42069 Suck My Dick Street. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah, this is what I'm using my time travel yeah. machine for. Did you want to go kill baby Hitler? No, he's nah, a baby. Nah, he's a baby. He's like, he can't do anything. He's got a little moustache. He's got a little baby moustache. Oh, no, that's just his toothbrush. Uh, Humpy Bong's <laughs> awesome. And also the school, I will quickly tell this. Yeah, the school the, the school is called Humpy Bong. So the high school, because of this, is called Humpy Bong, like state high school. So those kids, you got to imagine, have just been given a gift. That's a lot of fun. Oh, I wonder how long thing. before it got old. I mean, I guess it would have had two lives because you would have learned what Humpy is circa like... Humpy would have been really funny in primary three. school. Yeah, like, oh, Humpy, Humpy. Humpy, I oh, reckon... even younger. In like prep, it would have been like Humpty Dumpty. Like I'm now picturing... First thing I heard, hum, Humpy Bong, I pictured Humpty Dumpty, the egg bloke. And like a Big Ben Bong. Ripping, a, ripping a bong. Ripping a cone. Ripping a cone. I, I, I think all bong, the king's bong horses would and have all been the king's men couldn't get Humpy's eyes... To stop eating cereal. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I feel like Bong would hit you later. Yeah, Bong's like Bong year would hit you in 10. Year. You know, oh, I'm a nerd. Oh, oh, absolute nerd. Now, to be fair, I probably didn't I'm understand. I'm more interested in Coke. <laughs> cool. It's like, yeah, I, uh, I didn't smoke any weed in high school. Oh, nerd. I was injecting fucking pure heroin blow. <laughs> Fuck um, off. On Humpy Bong, I was quickly at work um, just because I finished work at seven and it was kind of the, the six. Just say like quickly at work, you work like a... 13 hour day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the the last stretch and I was like, oh, I'm going to go home and record Unpacking Brisbane with my mate Joe. I'll just do a quick bit of research and saw the Humpy Bong thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that can't be right. And so I just, to do a bit more, jumped into like a separate window of Chrome and I Googled Horny Bong. Like I think my mind got confused. Bro, just like straight up porn in every Google result. Like just opens up. And people like hot girls... Well, it was uh, yeah, dressed as Humpty teens. Dumpty. Getting teens, no, no, teens. no, none of that. It was, teens on the work computer. If you have to know, it, it all seemed to be from the subcontinent. It was all just like, <laughs> and, and it was all in different languages. And Could like, have said Southeast Asia. Well, I just said the subcontinent, and then you know, a subcontinent like isn't a particularly PC thing to say. Oh, really? Yeah, like why is it sub? Why it's lesser? It's like third world. Isn't it just because it's like in the south? I was just thinking no. it's the south. No, no, it's because nah. it's. Oh, there you go. It's Sorry, like folks. Below us. I earnestly thought that was because of geography. <laughs> I mean, the cricketers oh. insist on saying it. They're like, oh, another subcontinental side. Well, that's what I'm going off as cricket. I don't know if that is that. I'm pretty sure it's like. Feel free to cancel me if I'm wrong. I yeah. thought it was. Sub I think it's because as it was cancelable on the lower as like, and the southern, like Southeast Asia. It was in the south of the continent. I think it's as cancelable as like. Yeah, but the reason it's south is we just decided that. But, oh. The North Pole could have been the South Pole. Oh, you mean? Oh, okay. You're going way back. 
I thought you meant like in the last like 10 years. We oh, well, also, I think it's as cancelable as saying third world, where it's just like, you probably shouldn't say it, but it's not like the end of oh, the okay. world. Oh, yeah. well, apologies, folks. But um, yeah, <laughs> anyway, regardless, I looked up horny- Henry, Henry looking at subcontinental- There was Indian spinning. porn on my work computer, is what I'm trying to say. There was call Indian, it how it is, mate. Was, call it how it I'll is. I'll say it how it is, so I don't, I'm not going to step in any more verbal <laughs> landmines. There was Indian porn on my new work account, and I'm concerned about the history, all because I was trying to research this weird name in Redcliffe. Landmines, so thanks, Redcliffe. Henry, landmines with the landmines in the Kashmir region. Well, Come on, mate. God, yeah. Come on. Did you let's, just say Cashmere? Let's Cash capitalism? Cash. You're asserting your capitalistic beliefs into Asian cultures. Good oh, on you, God. mate. Oh, well done, Hindu. Oh, okay. Um, let's talk about the BGs. Well, no, just quickly, the one other thing about Humpy Bong is oh, I read right. in the Wikipedia, they were like, an attraction of um, Redcliffe is to see the wreck of the gay under oh, at Woody Point. Gay, I just, yeah. They're just taking the piss. Gay under, gay. wood, everything. I think it's a fucking funny something. Your time schema thing's correct. I think, yeah. like, friggin', I don't know. Hamish and Andy dived. I'm trying to think yeah. of someone who makes dick jokes, but they're famously clean. Yeah. Lane Owen Woodley went back. <laughs> There's got to be a dick comedian. Louis C.K. just yeah. got in a time machine. Or like Kevin Bloody Williams. Who was yeah. that really foul Rodney Roode. Rodney, Rodney Roode Rood got in a time machine. Astonishing Rodney Roode thinks would be side-splittingly funny. Oh, Let's right. talk the BGs. Redcliffe, and I'm going to say... And I do want to discuss this, Brisbane's greatest musical export. And truly one of the most peculiar origins. It is so weird that they're from Redcliffe. It makes no sense. I have no analysis. I have no jokes. I have no conclusions or stories. It's just weird that the Bee Gees are from Redcliffe. It's like being like, oh, Donna Summer. Yeah, she had a house in Anala. I didn't know they were Australian. No, I didn't know they were Australian until I was I assumed they were from London. See, I assumed they were from New York. Where was Stan Alive filmed? New York. Because it's from Saturday Night Fever, which is set in New York. Hence, and cue every single joke about like, oh God, if you're walking around in Redcliffe after bit nine, you don't have much luck. Like staying alive. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm not staying alive because I just got knifed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know. We would have probably said that in season one. <laughs> How deep is that wound? How deep <laughs> is your wound? You've just strayed well out of my knowledge of BT songs, which basically ends <laughs> as oh. bigger to do. do, do, do that was a bit of How do, Deep do, Is do. Your Love. Oh, that's not, but not by the BGS. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't really know. Oh, do you not know much BGS? No. Oh, I think I listen to it. Is how deep is your love? A BGS song. The, the, the how deep? No, that's is just your that's love. just a fully different song. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so that's not like a remix cover of a BGS song. Yeah, because I was gonna say that's surprising. Did I ever tell you that once I was talking to someone, just like a friend who was a girl, oh. and I made a joke. Your best, your best girlfriend? Uh, no, just to some friend who was a girl, okay. and I made a joke. Um, because we were talking about the BGS, and you know how the actor who played all the Impa Loompas in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was called Deep Roy? <laughs> okay. And so I was like, oh, how deep is your Roy? Thinking it's funny wordplay. And she was like, oh, I'm not comfortable answering that. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, I'm not telling you how deep my vagina is. <laughs> and I was just said like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, the BGS gave me that. Anyway, well, thanks, Peter. Moment. In 1958, yes. the Gibb family from Manchester, England, emigrated to this area. So I'm half right. They emigrated to this area and yeah. called it home for a period. Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb went on to form the highly successful music group, the Bee Gees. So they're siblings. Um, very sad. Uh, Robin and Maurice are dead. Oh. So only one of the Bee Gees is left. But they're like old now, aren't they? Oh, he'd be like 80. Oh. It's still sad, mainly from the brothers. That, like, they're old enough for their deaths to be, like, not that surprising. So would you say that he, eventually they, <laughs> they were, no were not, in fact, alive. staying alive? How deep is your grave? 
I have so many other Bee Gees references I just know I can't make. Name another Bee Gees song. Uh, you Win Again. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Which you was, do, which you was, Win Again at Naming Bee Gees song. Uh, which was their comeback hit in the 80s. Oh, yeah. The Bee Gees had three periods of success before we get back to Wikipedia. One was the late 60s with like Spicks and Specs. Yep. Um, and Great show. I, I, didn't, started, I didn't know they knew Adam Hills. I started a joke. Which is the song I know that like, one. Yeah. I started a joke that started the whole world. Uh, great song. Great. And then they had their disco era in the early 70s for staying alive. And then they became like a lame, oh my God, disco sucks group. And then they had a huge comeback in the 80s with a song called You Win Again on an album called One. There you go. This is Bee Gees history. Shaving my balls. <laughs> Shaving my balls. Uh, uh, uh. Now you can tell by the way I hold my dick. It's full of cum. <laughs> I was doing a manscaped thing. Yeah. Oh, I was leading up to. I don't think to, manscaped are making a cop. They stay away from dicks. That's true. They're, they're all in for balls. Which I will say, like, I'm shaving my whole pubic region, not just the balls. Well, I'm sure manscaped can help with that too. Absolutely, I can help with anything. Joe's shaving the <laughs> centimeter long coat of hair that covers his entire shaft. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Professor Lupin over here at the end of the month. <laughs> just, oh, hello. Uh, um, yes. All right. So, so they, they 19- call the Bee Gees. And then in 1959. Brisbane-based speed car driver Bill Good, the promoter of the Redcliffe Speedway, which was located at the Redcliffe Showgrounds, this is already nuts, hired the brothers to entertain the crowds at the Speedway from the back of a truck during the interval. This was the first ever public performance by the trio. In a letter to the Redcliffe Museum in 1999, Barry Gibb wrote, The smell of the oil. The noise and the atmosphere was God, incredible. A this was the first public appearance Robin, Maurice and I ever made in Australia. We sang through the PA system and people threw money onto the track and we met Brisbane's leading DJ and racing car driver, Bill Gates. <laughs> I assume not Microsoft <laughs> and shit. Epstein Associate, who suggested we call ourselves the Bee Gees and even played our songs on his radio show, Swingin' Gates Platter Chatter. Fuck, I had the radio shows now like Kate, Tim and Mark. When it used to be swinging gates, platter, platter chatter. chatter. Also, H- hence Redcliffe became the birthplace of the Bee Gees. Also, just to be that, clear, we don't need to make any jokes. That whole paragraph is insane. Also, just to be clear, they're called the Bee Gees because their first gig was given by Bill Good, where they met Bill Gates, and their singer's name is Barry Gibb. So wow. BG, BG, BG. Yeah, that's right. fucked up. That's awesome. Imagine being Robin Gibb and being like, "Oh, any chance of the RGs? <laughs> no, 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 Robin." No, you can't have the MGs. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, but yeah, we read that a statue and walkway in honour of the BGs was unveiled by Barry Gibb on uh, February 2013. He returned to open the second stage of the walkway in September 2015. Not much to do. So <laughs> clearly, I mean, their last hit was in the 80s. He's like, you guys, wanna, you guys want me back to... I can open that second one. They're like, oh, well, you opened the first one. It was ceremonial. We thought maybe, yeah, we'll just open the second like one. With a young a musician, musician, like a a get Thelma Plum to do it or something. Yeah, like no, it's fine. No, I'll do it. Not I'm doing a, much. I'm a BG. <laughs> I'm a BG guy. So, oh, we were going to get Bill Gates to do it. Gosh. Oh, you're hey. kidding. Another BG. Hey. <laughs> oh. um, all right. Well, then, um, and Matt, who's a new listener of the show, who's not from Brisbane. He's only been here since he was 18. So oh, that's right. Thank you to Matt for listening. Thank you, Matt. But he, he made a point of saying he hates the BG Memorial Walk. Oh. Thinks it's a waste of taxpayer dollars and one of the worst attractions in Brisbane. So I can't say I've been to it. I can't imagine why you'd have that much of a problem with it. And looking at this photo, looks very nice. There's it a- also looks enormous though. It looks like it's basically a museum. There's a picture. There's a picture. Um, It's sort of like, have you ever been to Liverpool? 
No. There's just like signs about the Beatles literally all over the city and that's the vibe I get from Redcliffe and the Bee Gees. I mean, this image here, which comes from a list called 50 Things to Do in Redcliffe, which once again is one of those lists where it's like, no one made doesn't. you do 50. Also, I um, I read it and a lot of them's like, go on a bike ride. Most, it's a just lot. stuff that you could do anyway. By the end of the 50 Things to Do in Redcliffe list, it's like, sketch your favourite piece of scenery. I, was like, yeah. I could do that in friggin' like, literally Tel Aviv. Anyway. Yeah. The Bee Gees Memorial is like the only thing you can do at Redcliffe, but it is sick. Now, the Bee Gees walk, think about how big of a deal it is that the Redcliffe, you know, can, can claim the Bee Gees. It's number 33 on their list of 50 things to do. So it's over halfway oh, through. Kidding. It's well beyond like eat chips, but the fucking picture they've used does make it look gorgeous. But there's a dude spinning around a girl in a dress and heels. She's like sort doing of like, like a Marilyn Monroe-esque yeah, dress flying up. dress is flying up in the air. I don't know. Did one of the and BGs this guy's like wearing get with jeans Marilyn? and a, like a jacket. He looks like shit. He looks terrible. She looks amazing. And if you're the woman being twirled in the Bee Gees walkway photo, write in. What are you doing this week? Love to. <laughs> Want to watch Geelong play in the final? Um, now, last thing on the Bee Gees, Henry. Yeah. Do you think they are Australia's biggest ever musical export? No. Do you think ACDC is bigger? I was, I was going to say ACDC or like for a period in excess. But that, they were huge. They rocked the states. But I think in excess was, and I mean, I love them, one of my favourite bands, a little bit too much of a flash in the pan. That's what I was thinking. Like people, I'm going to put it out there. I think Staying Alive is singularly bigger than any ACDC single ever released. <sighs> Staying Alive. Bigger than Thunderstruck. Defined. Highway to Hell disco. is pretty big. Yeah, but it's big. For people who like rock. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, is as iconic for rock as is for disco. I think... I mean, they're certainly Queensland's biggest musical export. Yeah. but See, I keep... Every fibre of my being wants to say Powderfinger. But I know they never... They sucked shit overseas. No, legit. The music was still good. You know, they um when they released Odyssey number five and it wasn't charting that well in the States, but it was doing better than their other albums. And they're about to go over and go on this big tour to promote it. They had Letterman booked. They had Leno booked. And then 9-11 happened. Oh. And Powderfinger never went to the States again. Odyssey number nine. They were like, oh, yeah, man. that was the moment and we missed it. Well, well I was Powderfinger, but that's... I, I, I never thought... I never thought 9-11 was that bad until... <laughs> until today. Like, A lot of things changed. I was like, 9-11, oh yeah, you know, take it or leave it. What? Powderfinger's Powderfinger didn't get US career was stalled. Oh. What the heck? We need to find that Bin Laden guy <laughs> right now and play these days for him. My happiness out the window after Slowly I heard that. Back, yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz. Wow. Baby, I've got you on my plane. It's Bin Laden. <laughs> it's Bin Laden, fella. Has a lot to answer for. Bin Laden. What's his name? He's an internationalist ben. terrorist. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. good. Aside from smaller events in September each year, Redcliffe celebrates its history as Queensland's first European settlement location with the Redcliffe Festival event. This festival is chiefly held in the Redcliffe CBD with Redcliffe Parade being closed off to traffic for most of the day. Other attractions as part of this festival include the Kite Fest, the Jetty Fiesta, Kite Fest Live, and Spring Break Beach Party, which sounds awesome. What's the difference between Kite Fest and Kite Fest Live? Is one of them just like... Yeah, you also, watch someone flying a kite on I'm TV. I'm so not big on kites. Dude, I don't know. I saw Kite Fest live and I thought it was so much better. They did like some longer acoustic versions of some of my favourite like strings. I don't know. That'll do. Kite Fest. Kite Fest. Live and loud. 
and hot. I, I don't know, dude. Guys, they're flying kites. I know a lot of people are kite fans, but you've got to see them live. They're so much better than live. the kite album. Yeah. And I said, it's not Suncorp Stadium. It's not Lang Park. It's my home. Mate, when's the last time you shaved that quarantine bush in your pants? <laughs> Support for Unpacking Brisbane is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, Joe, this is the first sponsor Unpacking Brisbane has ever had. They're very dear to our heart, Henry, and they're also very dear to our little baby testicles. Yeah, I love the balls. We have two each, and well, they've never been... You well, assume. You assume. You'd think so. I have nine, <laughs> and I haven't seen anyone about it, but it's great for Manscaped. <laughs> Terrific. It's great value, Henry. And speaking mm. of great value, whether you've got nine testicles or two, mm. I don't think you can put a price on having a good-looking dick. And no. it's something that men, you know, it's not weak to speak, guys. It's not weak to speak. Feel free to talk about it. Speak up. Talk to your mates. Are you okay day? Try is your dick okay day. And when I try to most ca- people it's not. A lot of the time it isn't, Joe. And when I try to casually work in into conversation that I have nine balls and whether that's normal <laughs> and, and like when I mm. need to shave them and stuff, I need a razor that can hold up. Oh, absolutely. I need a razor that can do the job nine times. And thank God, Henry, because the third generation Manscaped trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. This isn't some Sweeney Todd no. full on razor blade, rip your dick off shit. This is a ceramic blade. Can I tell you what Manscaped have also done, mate? Yeah. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM <laughs> motor. With quiet stroke technology. So they've got quiet. Firstly, 7,000 RPM to me sounds like a boat. They're stroking quieter than a 13-year-old on holiday with his family who just picked up a vote. (laughs) They're having the quietest stroke. Are you sick of the neighbours calling the police on you when you're trying to shave your balls? Call Manscaped. Well, now, the ceramic blade as well, it, it doesn't sound like cutting. No. You know how you used to be trimming your balls, razor blade, yeah, and you're screaming, yeah. ah! What, call the yeah. neighbours. This is quiet strike technology. This is this is the technology that they use in the choppers that SEAL teams use <laughs> to take out terrorists. Yeah. They, they use but the, the real s- terror What a dirty dick. When the helicopter that was going to get Bin Laden crashed, they Manscaped personnel were on the ground... Mm. In Pakistan, they got the motor from that chopper, mm. which is quiet. Well, have you seen Bin Laden's beard, mate? Yeah, someone, someone didn't fucking manscape. He didn't manscape enough. Which also worth noting that yes, this is for your balls, but I mean, I can't grow facial hair, but I've heard this is a terrific beard trimmer as well. Mm. Which is what they use the propellers yeah. from the the horn. And they, they were trying to trim everyone. Now, Henry, they tell us that the battery will last up to ninety minutes. Now, <laughs> I'll admit, if it takes you ninety minutes to shave your balls. Mm. You need some serious fucking help. Yeah. It is weird when Can you Sully, imagine when Sully from Monsters Inc. wants to go for a <laughs> night on the town if Mike Wazowski's not, you know. Mike Wazowski's on holidays. He's got the whole unit to himself. Boo, she's getting babysat. Yeah. And he's like, he, I'm he going to shave your I'm Sully. Mon- I'm Sully. I'm a big dog at Monsters Inc. I'm going to go pull some chicks. That's He uses this 90-minute battery to shave the blue pubes. The bloobs. The bloobs. And uh, Henry... If you're listening to us speak right now, mm. we want our listeners to experience firsthand it for you, for themselves. Now, yep. I just want to point out, this isn't just for fellas. No. A, women can use it. Women, some could have dicks. Some could have dicks. Absolutely. Um, could use it on your legs. Yep. Use it on your arms, your, your ears. Wherever there's hair, you can use the Lawnmower 3.0. Um, but also, Henry, they sent us a great range of products. I didn't realise they were going to do it. There's ball moisturiser, there's ball deodorant, and they actually smell great. They don't smell like balls, no. which is key. 
Yeah. It's, I a, think the, it's I a moisturizer think, for your balls. It, it, it's not the smell of balls. They're trying to like say, oh, this smells like balls. If Manscaped have anything to do with it, that saying's not going to be a thing in like, no, you're gonna you be know, like a couple of years from you're now. You're going to be like, oh, mate, this smells like dog's balls. You're going to be like, unreal. 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 Now, like g- genuinely, Manscaped sent us two boxes of products. They're unreal. Heaps of not shit. only do they look good, they all work. John and I both use them and comfortable. And Henry and I both have girlfriends and um, the feedback's been top shelf. Yeah. Your, your balls will thank you. Absolutely. Just trim the junk of yours. It is absolutely incredible. Just trim that junk of yours. And they sent us t-shirts and undies. So we're like, we'll, we'll put yeah. something on the socials. Rep in the merge. It's just a great brand. It's fun. It's flirty. It's very flirty. And, it's and the fact they've given us the freedom to say, you know, help yourself out. Get your dick looking good. Yeah. Is incredible. So, Henry, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Brisbane at manscaped.com. Yeah. That's 20% off. Free shipping, manscaped.com, code Brisbane. Crikey. (laughs) It is time to shave those balls. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Henry, it's time to talk about contemporary Redcliffe and where else to start other than the place that has Redcliffe in the title. They're scummy. They're grubby. (laughs) But they're absolute superstars of Queensland Cup Rugby League. Hands Henry Bretts. No, it's a rugby league team. Six and out. Is hands in the ruck not a thing in rugby league? It's A, it's not. B, oh, Strike. it is. It is, but just actually not in the way you're thinking. Four. You can't interfere with the ruck. Did you say six and out? Hole in one. <laughs> Sports stuff. Yeah, Hi. I'm a dolphin. High jump. It's the Red Cliff Dolphins. How fucked up would it be if you were just playing for like the Wood of Manly Seagulls or something? You're just like, all right, guys, big game this weekend. Red Cliff Dolphins show up, and it's a team of thirteen dolphins. <laughs> you wouldn't know where to tackle them. Also, dolphins rape. Dolphins do rape. It makes sense. Well, saying makes sorry, sense why they're playing clear, rugby league. The animal dolphins yes, have yeah, been yeah. held to rape. The team Red Cliff Dolphins are a fantastic, respectable rugby league side. Absolutely nothing there. No. Now, the second Brisbane NRL club. You brought this up to me the other day, Joe. You're much more the expert on this than I am. Yeah, but. This is the proposed second Brisbane rugby league team. The Broncos being the most successful, financially at least, uh, club in the franchise. This is the Uh, one that they say... No, no, they're the most successful rugby club of either code in the Southern Hemisphere. Hell yeah. The Broncos had their worst season ever. Money-wise, they're fucking great. Broncos are a very well-run company. Well done, Paul. But part of the reason that's chalked up, Henry, is the fact that Brisbane, Queensland, huge rugby league town, has almost zero competition except for the Broncos. And there's still a lot of oldies from when the Broncos came into being in 1988 who felt like, well, you know, they didn't make the Broncos from any club. You know, the Winter Manly Seagulls, Redcliffe Dolphins, the Valley's Diehards, where was their representation? So there's always been talk about a second NRL side in Brisbane. And basically it's come down to, is it going to be the Redcliffe Dolphins or is it going to be the Ipswich Jets? Now, I like the idea of Redcliffe. I want to go watch footy near the ocean. Mm. I played at the Redcliffe Crown once when I was young. Actually, have I ever told the story on Mike? I don't know. Um, I played junior rugby league at the Redcliffe Dolphins home ground. It's an absolutely beautiful home ground. But fuck, they breed them big out in Redcliffe. Mm. I was eight years old and I was tackled in back play. Um, I think it was the last tackle of the set or something. So I stayed down mm. and Four. a big Redcliffe player came up. No, I'd scored a try. It was one of the few tries I'd scored. Oh, uh, So I scored a try. I was tackled. I, I was scoring. I put the ball down. I go to get up and a big Redcliffe boy studs on his boots, yeah. stomps on my chest and goes, fucking try that again. I think you have told us. I think I've told the story. But, Hills, but, but just to, to emphasize that, I think I told it in Iran Hills. I can't remember. It was definitely against the Redcliffe Dolphins. Well, mate, 
you're not the only person who brought up today that they're a... They're a grubby uh, team. Now, but that's kind of why I want them in the NRL. I well, like that. Tim, who's a big fan of the show, messaged us and said that he felt sick looking at the Redcliffe Dolphins logo on our Instagram story today because he... He's a winner. Win- ah. Winham Seagulls and Redcliffe Dolphins. They have a fierce rivalry. And then we got in touch with uh, Matt. Now, Matt, whose dad has been... Well, we said we hear your dad's a bit of a big dog. And yeah. he goes, I don't know if he's a big dog, but he worked there for 25 years. Oh, he works with the huge. directors. He does the books. So he does the books for the Dolphins. He cooks the books. Yeah. Yeah. Huge allegation. Is that a full-time job working with the Redcliffe Dolphins? I imagine it's a pretty big club. Pretty big club. It's not like just like being um, the manager at East. No, they're also like a a feeder club for... Because all the NRL sides get their players. So like the winner Manly Seagulls is where like if Daly Cherry Evans gets dropped, he goes and plays for them. I'm not sure who the Redcliffe feeder club is. Read the message, I'll find out. Well, anyway. So Matt goes... The Dolphins are notorious for being one of the scummiest rugby league teams (laughs) in the Brisbane comp, but this wasn't something I knew about when I was little. So when Dad brought me home a bunch of Dolphins merch to wear to Year 5 rugby trials, I thought nothing of it. Turns out the majority of league players at Marist came from clubs like Arana Hills, like yourself, Joey, and Mm -hmm. West Mitchelton. So when I rocked up wearing all Dolphins merch, they decided to target me as... I guess, some kind of karmic retribution for daring to wear the red and white of the Dolphins. So yeah, I copped a load of boots to the face and knees (laughs) in the back in what was basically my first ever game of footy, (laughs) all because I was wearing a Dolphins jersey. I didn't even play for them, but that's how universally disliked the Dolphins are. Top-notch leagues club, though. That was some, so. So the Dolphins are hated. It's almost like the Morton Bay equivalent of you know having a Confederate flag on, yeah, your, on your Ute, and everyone rightly so attacking but you. But just having the, this merch on, just having this symbol, Redcliffe Dolphins stand white. back and stand by. Red and white, it's pretty innocent colours as well. Yeah. Watch out. Uh, just quickly, Henry. So the Redcliffe Dolphins are the most successful yep. uh, rugby league club in the Brisbane Com. Last year alone, their team, Katoni Stags, oh. run on Broncos player Jake Turpin, run on run on Broncos hooker. Jonas Pearson used to play wing for the Broncos. Tom Opchick used to play centre for the Broncos. Like, they are providing half a Broncos team every year. These Dolphins can These Dolphins swim. can swim. What are your thoughts generally? Should there be a second NRL club in Brisbane? Um, I mean, I love the Broncos, and I'm genuinely loyal to the Broncos since I was born, and I worry if there was a second NRL club, a season like the one we just had would be harder to weather. Yeah. Um, having said that, can you imagine how fucking insane the local derby would get. Well, this is what Hamish We live on Caxton Street. Can you imagine? The, I also reckon a huge amount of supporters would jump ship. I reckon Redcliffe Dolphins would it, get some well, fucked support in their first year. And how big would the kind of lobbying between the clubs be to get players? Can you imagine the oh idea of like you know, a Cotone Stags going back to yeah, the Dolphins? Like Paddy, or like Paddy Carrigan. Going back the homegrown yeah. Brisbane player. Yeah. It'd be fucking I think, I think. Can you imagine uh, how I the Caxton would, would go off be, in a local derby? There'd be a natural cannibalisation of the Broncos base, but I think it would galvanise the Broncos supporters that stayed. Yeah. I think it would galvanise the Dolphins supporters who go out there and go, Definitely. we've got to make this club something because it's starting from nothing, essentially, yeah. in the NRL. Um, and as you said, where would the home ground of the Dolphins be? Would they just, I assume I they'd just they pump just some capital into their and home just ground. build it up a bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Brookvale over where Manly plays his home games in Sydney is like 18,000 capacity. Yeah, true. Suncorp is a disproportionately big stadium. Cool. Well, um, Dolphins do love water, and what's near water? The beach. Sutton's Beach, we oh, heard yeah. a lot about now, Redcliffe, we mentioned this in the beginning. I love the Bayside, and I'm I'm known to pop out for maybe sometimes even like 45 you minutes are. to just go read my book near the water. I love seeing the water without having to go to the Gold Coast. Yeah. 
eat some fish and chips. It's also, it's also, I don't feel as much pressure to swim at Redcliffe because they're not really full-on swimming no. beaches. They're real relaxation, smell the air, but you don't need to like body bike. surf and shit. Mate. I feel under pressure to body surf, Henry. And I don't care if, yeah, you don't need to take your shirt off. And sometimes I'm not in the best form of my life. Oh, well, you were uh, swim with a t-shirt on, fat kid. No, I don't swim with a t-shirt. <laughs> you're, a, you're, a, you're a swim with your t-shirt on, fat kid, Henry. I went to Wet n' Wild when I was young with girls in like year oh, nine, yeah. ten. Were they friends of yours? Yeah, yeah, that was girls the thing. Were well, I, you know, it was a flirtatious and we were all like the boys group and the girls group and everyone being like, oh, the girls are great. Oh, I remember like, oh, I'll get in trouble if I don't have a shirt on. So I didn't wear a rashy because I thought that was nerdy, but I just wore like an oversized like terrace t-shirt as if it was cooler to wear... <laughs> A wet T-shirt than it was to I, wear a rashy. Rashies a, were nerdy. They had the fucking had turtleneck. Few, yeah, having had a few fat mates growing up. Yeah, the rashy is often more unflattering and it's nerdy. But fuck, if you're wearing the T-shirt, you just look like you're trying to hide something. Mm. Rashy is at least justified on the grounds of like, yes, it's dorky swimwear, but it's swimwear. You're sort of owning your roles a bit yeah. in a rashy. The, you're like, the, yeah, the, this is who I am. I don't want to get burnt. Yeah, the the fat kid T-shirt. Well, that was me. Oh, it's embarrassing, Henry. Anyway, um, yeah, I love going around there. Love up here. Absolutely. Um, sounds like a weird place, though. Amy, friend of the show, yeah. Pakistani, she wrote in. She said she grew up in Redcliffe, and she used to dream of skydiving onto Sutton's Beach, which I guess is kind of cool. And she said, and assume she, people skydive onto it. Or, she, it or maybe that, or maybe, maybe it was that's quite dream. an yeah. imaginative dream. You're right. She said she also rode a camel at Sutton's Beach markets like every month. That's insane. Fucking weird. And I wrote down it's a big Darwin energy because it seems like the sort of weird shit you'd get in like North Queensland or Darwin. Yeah. Um, also, weird. just I wanted to make this observation. It must be really weird for a camel to live at the beach. Yeah. They're genetically designed to live in deserts where they don't see water for five years. Can you imagine how they'd feel being like, oh, cool, I have this hump for no fucking reason. There's water all around me. Like being a sober person living on Caxton Street, mate. Yeah, legit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been a tough couple of weeks for us. Imagine that. Yeah, that camel would be weird. Be like, what, what the fuck do I do with all this water? But then what do, have. that camels don't drink. So no, they don't drink. They don't drink. They show up to your party and camels are sober. No, I'm driving. Camels driving. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm riding home. I've got two humps. Humpy bong. Alice. Maybe that's why it's called a humpy bong. Oh, true. There's so many camels. Because the camels. Camels cool. and they And they get ripped. Mm. So, yeah. Now, you've written here what the fuck is going on at this beach that we don't know about. I just, I, when we've unpacked, I just thought it was weird that there is dreams of skydiving and camels. Oh, absolutely. But apparently it's also a bit dangerous because Kieran Cook, who said he does nippers out there, which I think is strange. I didn't realise There's like no waves. Well, I guess they wouldn't, I, mean, I guess they're not very good nippers. They're, <laughs> like, they're like the army reserves. Yeah, they're, they're nippers who like <laughs> know how to rescue you at like Nudgee Beach in a foot of water. <laughs> if there's absolutely no one else around, maybe a red cliff nipper will come we'll and like save give you. give you a go. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Mooloolabar getting your neck broken by every second wave and red cliff nippers like, I'll help out. Apparently there's blue ring octopuses. Oh. Kieran says he was terrified of blue ring octopuses out there. Man, I'm scared of blue ring octopuses. Can they kill you? Yeah. Can't they? Can, they? they can, I think they can get you. Oh, I think they're really dangerous. I assume there's an antidote. He also noted that they used to have very soggy beetroot burgers out there. No need at all for a beetroot burger. Nice. Um, I'm well, picturing just beetroot yeah. on, between <laughs> two slices of bread. I, I don't... I really like the flavour profile of beetroot on a burger. I like it with pineapple, with bacon, beetroot, and the thing. It's just too soggy. Georgina at work. It's just genuinely had a, unpractical. Had a beetroot juice she made in a Nutribullet, and she said it was not very good. Oh what my be god! Good if, what if beetroots were the antidote to blue ring octopuses? Oh, that'd be incredible. That's well, I'll tell you what: blue ring octopus carries enough venom to kill twenty six adult humans in minutes. Oh shit! And there's no anti venom. It's a rugby side. Hang on. So if so, you, you're saying the blue ring octopus. So if you're bitten by a blue ring octopus, you'll die. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why they send oh, the nippers the out. Fuck? That's why the nippers are out there trying to catch them like crime. Oh, you like die straight away? Yeah, yeah, they're really bad. Oh my god, luring octopuses are dickheads, bro. They're that's like insane. not nice guys. Oh, if you put on a ventilator, you might survive. Oh, sick. Because that's often it, it available just paralyzes. Yeah, 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 famously. Oh, yeah. That's why. Quick, I, just oh, just ride this camel. Anyway, mm. we spoke Pumpy about Bong. We spoke about that. Spoke about the origin of it. I thought this was interesting. Just like lots of messages we got, we can't possibly read them all. Just about weird things they've seen the people do. Yeah. Um, the people of Redcliffe is arguably the most fascinating part. Uh, yeah, there's like a bloke named Christopher messaged in who went to Redcliffe High, and he said that he said in his message went to Ready High. People have gotten the postcode tattooed behind their ears. Now, the postcode of Redcliffe is 4020. Ah. So in the modern context of 420, you really just have to squeeze a little bit of the skin behind yeah. your ear and you've got a 420 tattoo. Maybe Christopher's just quite naive at his sense of 420 tattoos. He also he just didn't on. have his glasses on. <laughs> He's like, oh, cool. It's uh, oh, it's the suburb postcode. That makes more sense than weed. Maybe just seeing 420 players <laughs> and everyone being like, that's my postcode. Or just being like, seeing 420 being like, oh, that's um, they love meat pies. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> it's I also 4020 is, you know, a thing in rugby league. Yeah, or maybe it's, it's it's both a tribute to Redcliffe, a tribute to the footy team, and a tribute to Humpy Bong. So they're oh, killing three true. birds with one tattoo, which is quite impressive. That is good. That is good. I would love to get a four twenty, a forty twenty tattoo behind Absolutely. my ear. Maybe no, we should do that now, Henry. We heard at length that apparently there's a major beef with Scarborough. Basically, the idea is you know it's pretty working class, rough around the edges, Redcliffe v the Toffs at Scarborough, who apparently all drive BMWs. Mm. Uh, now I like just out. out out of interest, looked up some property today in Scarborough. Mm. Still, like, very affordable. Right. I actually had a brief two minutes today where I was like, fuck it, do we move to Redcliffe eventually? I mean, that could you be... You can get some amazing houses there right near the water for debts at, like, 400 bucks a week. Like, four-bedroom houses. It's a good retirement plan. It'd be a great retirement well, plan. Well, if... What if we buy up now... Redcliffe Dolphins in 20 years from now. Oh my God. No one even talks about the Broncos. We've, we've they got. Just keep, they never get better. They just keep getting the wooden oh, spoon. And all of a sudden, we've got a house 800 metres from the Redcliffe Dolphins home ground, who's won six premierships out of the last night. And we essentially Cameron Smith right is still now, playing. We would have the Redcliffe equivalent of where we currently live across the road from Sunwalk Stadium. <laughs> yeah, we just live across no the road. No matter where we live, we're always near a very major sporting ground of a team that's good. What if? It's our rule. Redcliffe Dolphins. They come yeah. back in the NRL first season. Coach Anthony Seabold. And it's like his redemption arc of trying to get another Brisbane club. Yes. And, and it's like the grand final is Broncos versus oh. the Dolphins. Who'd win in an actual fight between a Dolphin and a Bronco? On land or I mean, it would just be hard. To, it, <laughs> yeah, it all just comes down to negotiating the venue. Where is it? <laughs> I mean, if, if, you're, if, you're, I, if your staff manages to negotiate... Like, all right, in a, they're in a marsh. So there's enough water for the dolphin. Just <laughs> Still the Bronco. No, there is. But the the Bronco, dolphin needs to be in the ocean. <laughs> no, it's deep enough water for both of them. Okay, well, no, that's a small advantage to the dolphin because the dolphin doesn't have limbs. Yeah. So we account for that by... Because the dolphin could... In my mind, it has to take place bronco. in shallow water. I'm, I'm like thinking... the first 10 metres of the beach. Okay, that's fair. Oh, which Broncos I think prop... No, see... No, the Broncos still going to gutter stomp the shit out of that dolphin. Yeah, see, all it takes is the Bronco to get one good hoof in <laughs> and it wins. Now, more so on a local rivalry, who wins? A hundred seagulls? Yep. The 10 dolphins. Well, I get, I think the supremacy of height. I think the seagulls are I think the seagulls win I that actually... one. Especially if we, saying we work for the seagull staff, 
we go around and put like a little hot chip in the blowholes of all the dolphins <laughs> oh, when they, they're they sleeping. Murder them. The dolphins like, yeah, let's fight the seagulls today. <laughs> and then the seagulls like, oh, mine, 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 and just like get in the blowhole, which I imagine is then the dolphins like, yeah. oh fuck me, bro. Yeah. Every time you go to social touch footy and you're like, wow, everyone here plays for with man and seagulls. Mine, 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 mine. mine. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, I'm open. <laughs> um, I want to finish this. I want to finish the contemporary on this message. One of the great messages we've received. From a great friend of the show, Caleb. Caleb. Who Caitlin and I met three years ago oh, at the Foundry. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. Caleb messaging. As a kid, I thought I would do the world a favour and collect the leaves from the bottom of the Redcliffe Lagoon. Saw one... Solid favour. And the Redcliffe Lagoon being like their man-made um, place in the park, the lagoon that fills up yeah. with water from the sea, but there's like cement. Saw one epic leaf lingering at the bottom of the deep end, so I took the deepest breath I could, Wim Hof-esque, swam deep, <laughs> arose to the water's surface to marvel at my findings, to discover that I was cradling a human shit in my hands. <laughs> if, you're after a <laughs> if you're after a portrait of Redcliffe, I may be a photographer, <laughs> but that's the clearest portrait I've ever seen. Does Redcliffe... Does Redcliffe fuck Henry? Now, just quickly on that story from Caleb. Now, he's a photographer, mm. which fucks. Does it? Just as a general principle, I think, I wonder if there's enough creatives in Redcliffe to be fucking, but I think we run up against the major demographic challenge of Redcliffe fucking, which is it's all retirees. But we've said they fuck in the past. Ah, it's true. I think they fuck. I think. I mean, there is so much time for leisure at Redcliffe that it makes sense that you'd be fucking a lot. Like, surely that is a big part of what you do in Redcliffe. Here's why I'm thinking it fucks. We heard a lot about, like, spring break beach party and yep. kite fest. So they have a lot of festivals. Yep. That leads to fucking. The league's club at a, after a Dolphins game, oh, that'd where be, everyone's been there all afternoon, day drinking, off. I reckon by, like, 10 o'clock, people are going back yep. and getting $120 um, also, at home to also, fuck. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, the BGs would have fucked like symbols. demons. I reckon True. even okay, if, okay. if, if might everyone be... else in Redcliffe was a virgin, I reckon those BGs in the Staying Alive years yeah. did doing enough it, fucking doing to, re- I agree. to take Redcliffe. And I'll them. say this, even if ACDC is the bigger musical export, I think the BGs are up there with our biggest sex symbol at their peak. Then that's it. Very exciting. Oh, our mate Hamish, Hamish is just, just talking our cool mate symbols. Hamish just posts Hamish, his head in. Hamish, do you reckon Redcliffe fucks? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say yes. Sort of eyebrow raise, yes. I like it. Uh, you heard it from our show first. Redcliffe fucks. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And what a wonderful day trip it has been to the city beyond the river, the first European settlement in Queensland, Redcliffe. Yeah, it's been unreal. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for writing in. Yeah, writing in. Thanks for all your suggestions. We'll keep going on day trips. And also, could you please go to manscaped.com, mm. use the discount please. code Brisbane for free shipping and 20% off. You know. uh, we sort of need this to be successful if we're yep. to retain this partnership long term. Yep, we're, we've been given a sort of period to... There's a KPI. There's enough people, wanna... enough people need to use our discount code, so just, you know... But, Buy something. Just buy something. Just buy something and not, use the discount. And not only so that we can get this partnership, but also it's because good. it's good. Do yourself a favour. Do yourself a favour. Uh, How but, often you know, do you look after that The reason Rudy Giuliani's in trouble right now, Henry, is not that he tried to get his dick out in front of a 15-year-old girl, no. that it was an unmanscaped dick. And I'll tell you what I think of a manscaped dick. Very nice. <laughs>